Hello everyone and welcome to the Exploring Nollywood podcast. I'm your host Mimi but people will call me Marianne and with me I have Antonia from the last podcast, it's her sister. Hope everyone's well. I hope everyone's doing well too. Last time we spoke about what Nollywood was, we spoke about the thing to avoid, we talked about our common stories but this time we want to go a little bit deeper. I want to talk about the cultural cues and Nollywood nuances, the subtleties of Nollywood in other words. What are the things that we would see in a Nollywood movie that will make us say yes, that is a Nollywood movie? Or what things like, sorry Tyler, what Tyler would see and not understand why people are doing it or won't be able to have a point of reference for some of the things that we do? It'd just be things that he won't even notice to him as this is something that's telling you something else or this is something that is telling you part other story that's not being said you know outright you know people like that study film and things like that they're looking for thing this thing is blue because and that shows this so this is red because that shows that don't do that you you, but that's the thing but that's the point isn't it so think that we don't have those in nollywood but we actually do but it might be more cultural it'd be more things that you're you know that you get used to as a nigerian Nigerian, or as a watcher of nollywood yeah Number one, and the most important one, because we actually need it to live, food. Tell me, tell me, how does food impact a Nollywood movie? Uh, to that end, I'll sort of ask you a question. You're watching a film. Uh, it's a it's a big house. They've panned, obviously, your yes. house from the outside. Okayly decorated. It's stylish, but it's a it's a big place. You can tell these people are rich. What food will you not see on their dining table or their lunch table? Swallow. No rich man eats swallow. No one does. Or they don't record them doing it. But mm. not even with a f- not even with a fork like some people do. They do not any type of swallow. Should it be panadiam? Uh, uh, amala. Maybe they eat amala in Yoruba movies. Semo. What? And of course, oh, but the biggest, biggest, the mightiest champion of all the swallows. Eba. How important Eba is to everyone. But yeah, you will not find any type of swallow on any rich man's plate. It's and always rice. Always rice. Mm-hmm. Eating rice and stew with a fork and knife and you're like, okay. But you know, I they're mean, posh. Whatever. No, but that's how you know. When they're eating their food with a fork and a knife, these people are educated. These people are rich. You're telling me the... Any poor man in Nollywood will eat. Okay, let's say they don't even. They're not even eating their bath. Let's say that. Let's say they're eating rice with and a stew. spoon. With a spoon. <laughs> and you don't see the spoon here. Yeah, that spoon is big, so you know. You know that they're hungry. And it's in a Oh yes. <laughs> no, it's not in a nice plate. But that's also very interesting because I don't think there's a way. It's if you're middle class, maybe sometimes. If they but have you ever noticed if you're making a point, say the food is poisoned by our one and it only. It is a pot of soup. Oh mm-hmm. my, isn't that so interesting? Well, yeah. If patience is awkward, Pepe, Mama G, when she's poisoning someone's food, and you bet you be poisoning someone's food. It's, it's always poison it's always into a they soup. They never poison rice. No, how would you poison rice? I don't know, but I've never. <coughs> We're learning some things today. Maybe no poisonous soups that people aren't gonna eat. Yep. What are you doing? <laughs> so yeah, definitely. When it comes to our natural national Nigerian dishes. Food definitely does tell you something about the people making it, the people eating it, and the people dying from it. <laughs> I've seen yam porridge once. 
then let's talk about eateries let's talk about restaurants mm. like in those days old nollywood restaurants were a bit tame they were mostly an eatery i don't know oh, those plastic um tablecloths yes oh my god those tablecloths oh with the one flower in the middle mm. like what is that so, no need. <laughs> and then you know the guy and the girl got to feed themselves over the table there's always ice cream if your man's doesn't buy you ice cream, and is that your it, man's? And doesn't feed it to you lovingly in that's the presence not, of every single person. That's not your man's. Mm-mm. So, old Nollywood used to do that restaurant thing. But these days, restaurants in new Nollywood, you're like... Like Echo Suites and Hotel. Oh my God, Echo Atlantic... New Nollywood be giving people dreams. I, I feel like New Nollywood, New Nollywood is sort of catered towards, catered for, catered by people. rich, richer, richer people. people. So that you don't, you won't find any of those like Abba. Well, we're gonna we're not gonna call them abandoned films because they're made in different places. But YouTube oh my God, films. That's so rude. That's where they're made. <laughs> Abba Enugu. Asaba is the second the second cultural place of Nollywood. Mm-hmm. But in those YouTube films, and this is becoming less relevant because you now have creators that actually come out and put their films on YouTube. So E-Trees do the E-Trees does tell you something about the characters. Mm. And if the characters well first of all, if the characters go to a restaurant, that says that something. in itself is something, yeah. And then the type of restaurant that they go to, type of food that, that they, they eat all at mm. the restaurant. You know what I think is really interesting ish is um when it's a poor girl and a rich guy you know the cinderella story always mm. he he sometimes takes her to a restaurant and she does that whole marveling at the richest type thing oh. you know when she's dressed up like it's 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 oh, no. it's cliche but sometimes i do love it <laughs> and he's got her all dressed oh, up spoon. Mm. really girl <laughs> but know then, what a spoon is. <laughs> but then you've got the other types of stories where is the poor girl introducing the rich guy to her culture, the way she lives, and then she takes oh, him to a booker. Yeah, that's mad romantic, guys. That's mad romantic. Mad romantic, and you can see him. He's he's confused as to why she's using her hand to eat. What, what is this thing? What? Do they call it eba? And Meanwhile, agusi is one of the most popular soups in Nigeria. Or imagine if it's a village film. What are they eating? When yes, they're eating yam and palm oil. They are not rich. <laughs> also delicious, by the way. <laughs> but that's another like no. But think how how will this village? Think of village woman. How will this village man show his love that she's his love? Go out and hunt for bush meat. Bush meat. Mm. That delicious you know you know your love when your man comes to you with this black black paper bag of unquestionable meat like what meat is that this is what i caught from you in the farm what animal is that it's true love that's what it is that's the nuance that's the nollywood nuance that people will not get bushmeat equals love restaurants eatery now restaurants act as a way to further the story usually Old Nollywood restaurants are going out to together to places. It's just to like inform you slash waste your time. Waste your time. It's just to waste, waste your time. time. <laughs> and even on YouTube movies, they're still wasting your time because they have eight paths to fill. <laughs> waste your time 2020. <laughs> but now they're actually places that matter to the to the script, to the story. But then would you would you say you have that if you're thinking specifically of food, do you think you still have those cultural cues in New Nollywood? Oh, definitely. 
definitely definitely so new nollywood it's not as important Mm. as it used to be for old nollywood but it is still there because guys we need food to live so i'm it's not telling you as much of the story no because they don't have to rely on the surroundings they can just rely on the script and rely on the directions so it, it's becoming less important for to use those food, those foods as natural cues as nuances we just we what you see is what you get what's mm. most important is what the characters are doing in a restaurant and why well let, let's move on to the second most important thing fashion let's talk about women's fashion and then we'll talk about men's fashion women's fashion number one if she's married Bubbles. Boobles everywhere. Galore. Mm. Now, what is a booboo? It is the straightest, most shapeless piece of clothing that you own, (laughs) sewn by your tailor in the most nondescript material you can find. Yep. (laughs) That's old old Nollywood and booboos. Matching scarf. Of course. No, with those like kitten heels slippers. Oh, Oh, it was a vibe. It was a look. But boobos are indicative of the fact that once a woman is married, she dresses different. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is for real, but in Nollywood, definitely, once the woman is being married and she is being shown inside the home, she's always conservatively dressed, new and old Nollywood. That is true. I think that's another way that you sort of you might be newly introduced to a character. And the minute you see her wearing that, you're like, oh, this one's married. Yes. That's that's not a single woman. Or if she's not dressed like that, it's a specific point to her to character. To her character. They that's actually true. do. Like, they, what about Ron's Girls? Which, as you all know, is our favorite types of movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Right from the beginning, yeah? Shout out to my main movie, Dummy Tiller. Right from the beginning, all those Ron's Girls were dressed in the highest fashion. They were... They. This is... What? Watch it back. Highest fashion. <laughs> that was what everyone was wearing then. Should it have been? Remember when mini oh. skirts were such a thing that everyone got scandalized about them? Oh my god. Oh, I, I watched like I think we watched a clip of Dovitilla re- recently, and I'm like, what, what is that? Those those runs girls, those ladies of the night, as it were. Oh my god, that's a brilliant name. They were you'd you'd know them because they were the trend. They set the trend. They followed the trend. They were they were trendy. You will never find. I I will use Ron's girls specifically, especially like on these um like campus films and things like that. You will never find a Ron's girl lacking. Like nah, man. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, and then remember when never. Old, one of my favorite movies, White Angels, and they had the party. It was a white party, and everyone was wearing white. I think that was more to do with the cult, but okay. <laughs> All I'm saying is that those <laughs> girls were on point, and my, that could be part of the reason why we enjoy them so much because if you want like Marianne said in the last podcast if you want to see girls bad doing, girls doing bad things doing like hot girl summer every day Mm-mm. that's them there there is always a very very clear yeah there is a very clear cut obvious difference between who's a runs girl and who's, a who's girl. not a runs girl and who will probably become a runs girl because she's seeing those girls and she's trying to emulate them don't talk too much of it because we're gonna do an entire episode of run girl run girls movie and and we could probably talk for like two three hours just on like the fashion but what what i've noticed though is that the bad girls the runs girls of uh of a film were setting the trend back in days where before people were wearing braids where it was a bit more like natural hair the bad girls of the film the bimbo kintolas 
they were they had braids and they were like doing long braids and then everyone adopts braids and then they move on to those feathered hairstyles that those. feathered wig was a travesty. It was. They With were that tall. disgusting fringe thing. Oh mm. my god. They started wearing that kind of. See, it's a cycle. I don't know what starts, what, what influences what. But as soon as the Ron's girls came out wearing the feathered wigs, suddenly feathered wigs were in. Mm. And then when they got like the plasticky. Oh, how could you think we were cool running around with plasticky looking hair the Ron's girl started wearing that and then it became popular and then you you started to see real hair people wearing Brazilian real hair and then lace fronts the lace front wigs came in and so either the Ron's girls or the bad girls of the of the movies were setting a trend or they were following a trend I mean but they have they, even if it, whether they were setting or they were following they, they would have to follow the trend unless you're you've come out and you've decided that you're going this new thing it's not you have you have to be on point you have to be popular for your film to be popular Clo- what you know who we need to shout out you know who has for years and years and years been carrying nollywood style on her back Uchi Nancy. oh the director yeah uh, I, I can i can bet you any film you look at now and you go and look for the stylist it's her oh my god that's true yeah she's like someone give her more kudos in new nollywood i find that they're styled more deliberately because obviously we're trying to become a more sophisticated art form so the clothes would tell you about that character what they're wearing so they are styled impeccably and according to what you want to say about that character or about the situation let's talk about men's fashion can you remember and this is usually being worn by center beginning can you remember the shade of brown all the serious big guys had center b the, the word bobby look, manuel the word you're looking for is taupe. no do you think we need to it's give a shade one. so disgusting an actual name that's the name of it and with a lightly colored shirt all wearing that fugly suit always too big right it was a coat <laughs> and they tried to like hold on to the edges to keep themselves in it that's yeah a- there was a, what's the joke like if you know a man he's either wearing a jacket or a coat <laughs> you know if he's rich it's a jacket it's a suit jacket <laughs> he's not that's a coat but imagine coming from the abroad what are you dressed as they don't even need to tell you that person's from their abroad. That person doesn't speak and, you know, the fake accent doesn't come out. Oh, that accent. But just on site, you would know someone was from their abroad because they wore... The same colour. Okay. So colour coordination is only from their abroad. <laughs> colour coordination and matching colours are different. This man, I'll call it... That's, it's usually the men. It's Jamaica. Yes. He's wearing red basketball vest, red uh, <laughs> basketball shorts. Of course. Red socks. Red shoe, red. You know those hats that don't have that have a brim, but nothing else. <laughs> like a visor. Yes, a visor. Red, turned to the one side, and the sunglasses. Never forget the sunglasses. Yeah, saying this, but all I can think about is Nelly in that dilemma video. Yes, but all the same color, yes. janded. Yes, or rich, but mainly janded. But. but how many rich people going back to this traditional versus European how many rich people are seen wearing native wears if they're really really I mean I think it's like if they're rich they're western but if they're really 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 rich then Alhaji is wearing an Abada any Alhaji all the Alhaji if he's Alhaji you know he's Alhaji because he's wearing an Abada that is too big for him imagine Alhaji wearing a business suit which Alhaji is that I don't know but men's fashion also goes through 
men's fashion re new Nollywood. I think they just like mostly follow the trend in men's clothing. Mm. Simple. Sometimes you have um OC Kujay wearing something like a like a shirt, but it has like four colors on it. And you know that sounds like a him thing. It's very. <laughs> except... Think about think about. Mm. There's this weird thing that I've noticed in Nollywood in films. Nollywood films. Where would you normally see? So it's Nollywood. Obviously, it's set in Nigeria. Nigeria, we have our um. We talked about like boobs and things in our traditional material. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the traditional material in men? Do you That's see them in poor point. men? Do you see them in richer men? You usually see them in the more affluent men, especially Abada. exactly because everyone is not a big man. Man, think in just in like a office situation, you will be able to tell who owns the business, who's in charge of oh, the yes. business, who's by the fact that they are not wearing English clothes. They of are course, usually wearing yagbada, and they are always known as chief. Um, what is was the cut of that in senator? They are wearing senator. Yeah. They'll call them chief. They'll call them the allergy, allergy, allergy. But then let's talk about royalty. Let's talk about, you know what? Sometimes, you know when people make the Nigerian prince jokes? (laughs) I say it's not funny, but if you listen to Nollywood, we've got like loads of Nigerian princes. (laughs) If if, if Nollywood has its way. But they are also styled quite interestingly. If he's a guy that's closer to his roots, he wants to be the prince. The way they are dressed tells you about what their character is going to be like. And this is old nollywood and youtube films if he's wearing more traditional clothes he's definitely interested in his kingdom in being the king slash prince but if he's wearing english clothes that dude's gonna live he's just gonna leave his family his entire status as a prince and go and live in a small hut with some girl i think that can go both ways though it can go either way i think it could be if he's wearing English clothes, he might have a more heightened sense of self. So he's a little bit... Less rebellious? More rebellious. More rebellious. So he's that... Ugh, that he's, you know when we talked about the the prince in the Cinderella film doesn't have to be a good guy? Yeah. It's that guy. Yes. Let's talk about kings, queens, princesses, and princes. Number one. The queen, elegantly dressed. I lie. It's not elegant. Lavishly. Yes. Always lavishly, according to her level of wickedness. If she's good, oh, she's dressed a bit plainer. But if she's bad... Gaudy. The word is gaudy. She is gaudy dressed. She's shiny. And then sometimes they choose an actual shiny shiny. Like a shiny purple fabric is what's in my head. You know those um, those cheap things that you get? That gold gold material that you can stick gems onto Mm. and they... And, they do. Oh, and it's like I watched the film and they used cardboard, man. They just like cut a strip of It's cut. shameless. They didn't even bother to paint it. No, they were just oh. and like they rock a lot of foil paper. I mean, foil is shiny, so why not? Looks expensive unless like... and you have on one hand you have the shoddily made, hastily made, fake bead wearing foil paper glued on germs looking type queen and king and royalty, and then on a different hand. You have those that are dressed to the nines, and you're like, mm, "This is this a different, is a different yeah, this is a vibe. different kind of film because it's all coordinated." Their servants still have outfits, but they're good outfits, and they all match. Mm. Let's go back to the village. Let's go to the village type of clothes. Obviously, last time we spoke about historicals, 
and it's usually either a one or a two piece wrap this the stylings that you find in historical are generally really good yeah i think it's because they're simple that's true that's so i true. think you you you'll find uh, you know she's a maiden because she's in a two-piece um and then maybe beads or something mm-hmm. like that and you know she's slightly older she's now married if she's in a one piece yeah you won't find you you you're it's very unlikely that you find someone's mother We're in a two-piece it's or like thing. maybe it's a two-piece and then the skirt is long whereas the all the maidens are like two-piece short skirts tight skirts flared skirts but it's always it's always short it's always shorter but it is but that that sort of tells you again what kind, what of, kind of character they are what kind of film it is there are so many others that actually work to harmonize their styling choices mm. and make it quite clear as to what the way people are dressed reflects the society they're in yeah think of think of even like the face in a historical drama like that think of the face markings that they might have oh yeah you will find that in a certain family or a certain group or people that you know would generally get along they have similar types of markings whereas someone that's maybe come from a different village or find like a different sort of pattern on their face the men are different from the women the richer people are different from the poorer people. I, I think the, the main point of the podcast is if you're just watching a film to watch a film, you might not see those little things. So the main person that I will use would be someone like Tyler. He'll watch a film and he'll just watch it. Whereas we'll watch it and we're like, oh, she's this because of this. The physical space of Nollywood, meaning the villages, the houses, the roads, the shops, that definitely influences how we tell the story mm-hmm. locations geolocations that is both first of all location of actual nollywood because nollywood if we're honest nollywood is sort of an evil and others type of industry because the houses have Kanywood. Huh? Huh. yeah Kanywood. don't you know ali Nuhu? he's from Kanywood. so they have Kanywood and they make their other films usually in hausa Yoruba people Yoruba people have their own films usually made in Yoruba. But the Ibos usually make theirs in English in and English. then other tribes as well make theirs in English. So when we want to talk about the actual location of Nollywood, we can say Lagos, sometimes Abuja, very unlikely to be Abuja. And then if it's around girls, it's in Abuja. That goes for old and new Nollywood. It's mostly located in Lagos. But now I found that some new Nollywood movies branch out. They go to new and interesting places for like for the locations of their movies and then you have the youtube type movies and always red sand always red sand so that denotes the east so abba enugu asaba all those places and that is old new nollywood because <laughs> if it's lagos they're gonna pick places in lagos places that are easy to get it they is... don't show that bridge guys you said nollywood film if you don't see that bridge no it's that's the rule that's the new nollywood rule but then you do have some new nollywood films like that's re- actual new nollywood not the YouTube ones. We need to come up with a better name for them. That's what they are. And then you do have those, and those are that are using the new Nollywood shell, but using an old Nollywood location. Mm. One of my favorite films, Family Man. Oh, I love with Family Man. Yeah, love that film. It doesn't seem like a film you'd like. It's a good film. It's ve- it's beautifully plotted. True. Beautifully. But then we've got this YouTube, these Abba made movies that are made in those places, and do kind of first of all change the kind of movie you're making. 
you cannot make a, f- a movie where like the leads are metropolitan the leads are in the city and make it in that location you have to move to Lagos mm. because there are no big cities that rival Lagos or that would create that that same vibe that, that same, same vibe. atmosphere yeah so immediately true. you look at a film immediately you put on the film from first sight you know exactly where it's made physical spaces do help to tell us a story for example Cinderella story the Cinderella would usually come from a very um small sparsely decorated house to work to do whatever for the with the prince (laughs) in their huge palace where they've got guards guards is also a really important one if you've got guards around then you're someone important big house big family fam big house big money if it's a king he has wings there's a south wing and a north wing and a wing for all the wives i find that very clever but if it's a poor person's house first of all they must have brown chairs brown patterns chairs brown pattern chairs they must have a curtain over their door i don't know why y'all can't see my face but oof i think it's to keep the mosquitoes away oof so, like, even the decorations of the place, that poor people's houses are not decorated. It's like, if you're, like, ultra poor, it's just a mattress on the floor. <laughs> and that's it. For a, a mat when they are really poor mm. and... If you're, like, really destitute, it's got to be an uncompleted building. So many suffering porn movies happen <laughs> at uncompleted buildings. That's where oh. they live. Maybe that's where they're assaulted oh. or attacked. Uncle stole our property now. This is where we have to live. Moving on from actual location, let's talk about location locations. <laughs> the, the actual locations used in the movie. New Nollywood, the locations are beautiful. You have to agree that they, they can dress a setup. Oh, Nollywood, they're always in hotels. They think you don't know. But we know. <laughs> we definitely know. So, New Nollywood is definitely bringing a range, and it's not always rich man, poor man type thing. No, it's sometimes middle class type homes and some locations especially those that they usually get guys go and watch Merry Men on Netflix the location used in those films they're beautiful they're perfectly styled Mm. they're like they they introduce something about the character I think that is one of the good things that New Nollywood is doing they the locations tell you more about the characters than old nollywood old nollywood they, they don't have as many sets I they, guess. yeah they, they, they don't have a range of sets any yeah. as well sometimes <laughs> it's great to watch new nollywood movies just to like marvel at the locations, at the locations and the yeah. buildings old nollywood movie it's just wherever they found it <laughs> Yeah. This I I considered this the other day. Iran's girl will never use her, her actual, name. actual name, and her actual name is never an English name. That that change this, has to be there. That's another small thing. The the name has to match the image. And here's the thing about New Nollywood that I quite admire. They are equally as likely to, to use the name Angela as Maura Nikkei, and I really give them props to that. I I feel that goes with the trend though. What do you mean? Because I think New Nollywood is very based in in the real world where these more african i guess or non-western things are becoming more normal okay they're becoming more accepted they're becoming more everyday so you can have a co-worker that's called morenike mm. whereas however many years ago that's not likely if that's anything true. she would probably mm. have changed her name to suit you whereas mm, in in true. this time where you kind of have you have to pander to that you have to pander to the new normal you have to be accepted yeah you have to you exactly you have to be in the real world because people will start noticing especially if it's like a certain director 
that does this all the time yeah. or a certain producer, a certain company that does this all the time where they don't have the these type of girls in their films. They don't have... Yeah, they don't have darker-skinned girls in their films. They don't Which have... such an issue, man. They don't have people with their natural hair out in their films. The characters are Cindy, games, mm-hmm. nuts. Kunle, you know, like you're more likely to see a Kunle in a film now than you are to see that, James. That, that is because so that's true. the that's the life that that's the new normal where people are more accepting of differences, I guess. Uh, um, they're more accepting of heritage and yes. history and things like that. So going, we're currently going through a very nice patch where people are so appreciative of our own culture mm-hmm. as well as the Nigerian culture from external people uh, or even from black people as you said natural hair less makeup and things like that so it's definitely the way we're telling stories is definitely changed and changing and changing by new Nollywood yeah I think that's why Nollywood is like I mentioned before Nollywood isn't a very very good place right now as you can't necessarily you can't predict Where which going. direction it's going to go because it's going to go with with whatever the trend is they're very good like that well don't you think that they said i think they have to follow the trend but who's setting these trends i don't know where trends come from you know what i think i think it directors like now when i think of not new nollywood the way it started I would have to say it's from people like M.M. Isong, Royal Art, to people like Desmond Elliott, mm. to Kemi Adetiba, all these people. So, New Nollywood is... When I say New Nollywood is trendsetting, I think any sort of entertainment industry yes. would be a trendsetter. Yeah. So, like you were saying before, how um, the actresses in old, in old Nollywood would be the ones, if they're, they're wearing these wigs, then everybody's wearing, wearing those wigs. wigs. If or, using it could be be everybody's wearing those wigs so obviously they have to. so you it, it, anyone, it's a circle it's a, it's a yeah, fashion circle anyone anyone in the entertainment industry will set a trend but then they will also follow the trends because they have to stay they have to stay relevant you won't see someone in a film that came out in 2010 mm. in 2007 just in the same way fashion like all right guys thank you for thank you for listening to us on this part of the episode join us next week where i interview some guests and play some games thank you goodbye bye